Hey, Ace Ball fans. Welcome back to season two of the Aces Loaded podcast. We are thrilled to be back, and baseball is back at Greater Nevada Field this year. We have a great summer coming from you on the Aces Loaded podcast. We're going to be releasing our episodes every Wednesday before a homestand. We'll be talking about that upcoming homestand, looking back on the previous road trip. Zach's going to take you behind the scenes with player interviews and more and all kinds of different fun that we have planned for you guys. So keep it tuned in all summer long on the Aces Loaded podcast. Back at Greater Nevada Field on a beautiful day. We're just a day away from baseball. We're here with Seth Beer. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Super excited to you know get the season going. Uh, guys have been waiting for this for a long time, including myself. Uh, I think coming out here last night, being able to hit BP actually with some people out in the stands was a pretty cool experience, and I'm just eager to get the game going. What was it like taking BP at this ballpark? I mean, it, it definitely flies here as it does in, in, in uh, ballparks in this league, but, but what was it like for you? Uh, it was awesome. I, I think this whole atmosphere of the whole ballpark is pretty cool. Uh, the ball does take off, and as a guy who, who makes his living on hitting baseball, you know, that's kind of a big deal, so I'm happy about that. You were uh, you were traded mid 2019 for Zach Greinke. What was that experience like for you? And it, it does it feel so far away now that we've been through all this? Um, it definitely was a it was a crazy experience. I was only in pro ball for about a year at the time, yeah. and uh, you know something you'd see on TV all the time, so you know hear about. But then you know then it happens to you, and it you know kind of turns your world upside down for a little bit. Um, but over the course of time, it almost feels like a, an eternity ago, and. Uh, the group that I'm here with now, I feel so comfortable with the coaching staff, the players. Like I've kn I felt like I've known them for a long time. So, um, super excited to you know be able to play with guys and, and be coached by people that you know like fully and trust. So you know I think that's a pretty cool experience. I know it's tough to get traded, but when you get traded for a guy like Zach Greinke, I mean, is there some measure of, of kind of honor in that? I mean, to be valued as you know up there with a guy like that? Um, definitely. You know, he's a guy I grew up watching all the time. Yeah. And uh, watching him pitch, so to kind of be linked with some of my good friends that were part of that trade as well, um, and always kind of be linked to him is a pretty cool experience. What was last year like for you, going through COVID and uh, you know just, just trying to stay mentally tough? I guess going through that. Um, you know, you can look at it two ways. You know, it was a tough experience. You know, um, in some extent, you're inter-squatting every day. We're we're out in Phoenix and uh, in the middle of July and August, it's 120 degrees, and you're playing Fun on times. Those, yeah, <laughs> playing on spring training fields. But I'll never forget uh, flying home. I said, you know, no matter what, where my career takes me. You know, that would probably be the toughest experience I got um, when it comes to it. So to come to a beautiful ballpark like this with the weather like this, man, it's awesome. So like um, I learned, took it as a learning experience to get better as a player, uh, not only physically, but mentally. And it's uh, something you look back on and, and you kind of smile and, and joke with some of the other guys that were part of that and just go, you know, we're just excited to, you know, get back to real baseball and real playing. How did you stay in shape and, and how did you get those reps that you badly needed um you know i for me uh personally i i i was converted from the outfield to first base mm -hmm. and uh that was my drive every day was to continue to work and get better at first base because you know that's a place uh that you know they're asking me to play and obviously uh, that's a place that i want to play to the best of my abilities so every day when we're out there and it's, it's smoking hot outside i'm taking ground balls i was trying to stay as focused as possible and uh you know any kind of game reps i was grateful for um and, you know five inning inner squads or whatever it was I was just excited to be out there, and that's just kind of the outlook yet. A lot of guys had to have throughout the whole thing, so that's what made it fun and kind of had to create your own entertainment with that. How'd that go for you, making the making the transition, and how did you grow in that in that role? Um, I think it was huge. Uh, I think it was more hands-on. There was less guys, so guys really got to take full extent of like what they needed to get better, and, and the coaching staff was really good, and uh, Lolly was there. Um, and he kind of was really good with, uh, you know, hitting me fungos in that heat anytime mm -hmm. I needed them. 
and all that stuff and you know extra work all kinds of stuff and just uh, honestly to getting to know a lot of those coaching staff guys that are that are here now was awesome for me and and uh, I think it helped me grow as a player how excited are you to finally make your AAA debut? Like it was probably going to be last year, and uh, I think it's something everyone thinks about. You're one step away from the big leagues, but how excited are you for the opportunity? Um, I'm extremely excited. Um, I'm extremely excited, not only just playing in front of fans, um, but you know, uh, me and you know, all, I'm sure all the other guys can say this. You know, we worked you know a year of like really no like baseball uh, to get to this point, and I think guys are just really ready to kick it off and. For me, you know, I'm just excited to go out and play and just play the, ga the game that, you know, God gave me the opportunity to play and uh, just go out there and have fun and play it like a kid. You're from Georgia, you went to Clemson, and now you're here in, in Reno, Nevada. What's the, what's, what's the big thing you're noticing here? It's, it's a quite a different place than the place you're used to, I'm sure. Uh, it's beautiful here. I, I really like it. Um, there's no humidity. That's, yeah. not, that's kind of a big deal. You know, you, I get used to it. It's I grew up my whole, yeah. I grew up my whole life, you know, in humidity, and I'm used to that. So coming out here, um, and you know, understanding, you know, I walk outside and I'm not sweating right out the gate. You know, it's kind of cool. So, but also just uh, just getting out here and just uh, you know, baseball takes you to some weird different places all over the country, and uh, it's pretty cool that I get to experience you know places all over the United States and get to play in all these different areas, and and everything has something unique more than the other, and uh, it's pretty cool. You're gonna love it here, man. Uh, do you have any goals this season? Uh, you know, honestly, just to be the best player I can be, whatever that is, um, to go out there and just execute you know, the abilities that I have um, and just try to go out there and just um, play to the best of my abilities. That's all I really got. Hey, we're happy to have you here, man. Yeah, I'm Seth, excited to be here. Seth Beer, welcome to Reno. All right, we're here with Seth Frankoff. It's uh, a beautiful day at Greater Nevada Field. We're a day away from actual baseball. How you doing, man? Uh, doing fine, thank you. It's good to be here. Excited to get the season going. Full disclosure, you and I go back a, a long ways. Uh, I've, I've kind of watched your career take some twists and turns um first of all how are you doing well doing well uh you know obviously the last year and a half has had its challenges and obstacles for everyone but you know, we're still here and we're excited to get going uh you were in in south korea for a little while uh, uh -huh. you won a championship right with doosan over yes, there I did. Uh, what was that experience like for you in south korea um it was it was very it was interesting you know obviously there's a lot of nuances to it you're know, learning a different culture uh, my my first year there, we, my wife and I, we just had our little girl, so we were learning to be parents and also do it on the other side of the world. But uh, you know, it was really good. They treated us well. Uh, Seoul was a beautiful city, and uh, learned a whole lot about ourselves and you know about other cultures while we were there. I followed you guys on social media. Uh, you and Bess and Glenley, your uh, your beautiful daughter. You also have a, a child on the way, right? Yeah, we got a little boy on the way. Congratulations! What do you guys do, and, and how how is everyone doing? We're trying to stay afloat, treading water. You know, it's uh, yeah, they're they're still in Scottsdale right now. They're fixing to go home, back home to North Carolina. But you know, we're doing well. It's just, you know, it's a little bit of a different process this year as opposed to last year. So we're just trying to take it one day at a time and, you know, not get ahead of ourselves. Sure. Um, what what decision did you have to make as far as coming back here? Do you have the opportunity to stay in South Korea? Um, you know, obviously you came back, which means you had an opportunity here. But what? Take us through that decision. It was one of those things where uh, I felt like I'd had a couple of good years, and uh, you know, I, I still felt like there was you know unanswered business kind of be handled here in the states. I, you know, I had, had had a small taste in the major leagues before I'd gone over there, and went over there and you know was able to take care of my family financially. And, you know, it was great, but you know, really wanted to be back in the big leagues, and you know, got that opportunity last year. You know, albeit you know it was a 
looks a lot different season than what we were expecting. Sure. But uh, you know, excited for this opportunity with the Diamondbacks here. And you know, for right now, I'm here with the Aces, and I'm looking forward to uh, you know trying to pitch well and help this team win some ball games. What was that like with Seattle last year? Uh, it was, you know. Every, it was a different situation. I was not in spring training with them. I had elected, I was with the Padres, and I elected free agency and then signed with Padres. That's right. Yeah. So I, when summer camp started, I elected free agency and signed with Seattle. And you know, I was new to their, I was new to their organization, so it was kind of learning them, but also like getting to the alt site and having to get going really fast to be ready to go up to the major leagues. And it was a, uh, you know, it all kind of happened really fast. But it was uh, you know, a good experience. You know, Seattle treated me well. Enjoyed my time there, but you know, it, you know, here I am now with the Diamondbacks. So. Uh, what's your early impressions of the Diamondbacks uh, organization? Uh, I really, every, it's it's easy to say that everybody's you know a good guy. You know, and a lot of organizations talk about you know we only want good people here, but you know that's the one thing that they, they really you know it's, they preach, and also is in actuality the way it is here. Everybody's really been really good. It's been they've been a joy to work with, and they really helped me you know, kind of fine-tune some things and individualize a plan where I can kind of maximize my potential and help, you know, if I can be my best self on the mound, that's good for myself and the organization. So back in the day, I'm going to take you back to 2013, you were a reliever in yes. stocks and you were uh, middle, middle relief to, to the back end of the bullpen guy. Uh, you've evolved since. Uh, what, what's your role going to be uh, now in, in this organization? Uh, have, they been, have they told you? or is I, it... I mean, I'm, start, I'm, I'm supposed to be stretched out. I, I mean, I could they signed me with the understanding it's kind of like a, you know, a little bit of a Swiss Army knife. I can kind of yeah. fill any role, but you know, right now I'm here to get stressed out and start, and you know, just you know, take the ball every five days and do the job, and then you know, hopefully there's a need up top, and you know, we, we go from there. But for right here, right now, I'm supposed to be starting. You started in Korea, right? Yes. I what, did. what was what was the experience like starting? You know, coming from from the A's and, and being a bullpen guy, and coming from the Cubs and, and mostly being a bullpen guy. It was it, for. It was good. I like the routine of starting. I like having knowing when I'm going to pitch so I can get my work in in between. Uh, over there, it was a little bit different because they go on a six-day rotation for the most part, so you have that extra day. Uh, it was good. You know, it was it helped me kind of figure out some things about myself and you know make some adjustments to you know help me be the best possible pitcher I can be. Uh, you have any goals this year coming into the season? It's kind of a weird a weird year coming from last year. So, Absolutely. is there anything you're thinking well, I mean, about? I mean, ultimately, you want to. You continue to get better each day. You want to perform well, and you want to get to the major leagues and stay. And that's uh, kind of it for me. I hope you do, man. Well, it's so you. great to see you, Seth. Yes, sir. You as well. Looking thank forward you. to a great season. Seth Frankoff. It's a beautiful day at Greater Nevada Field. We're here with Ben Deluzio. How you doing, man? Good, well, good. Welcome back to Reno. Glad to be back. Does Glad it, to be back. Does it feel like forever ago that you were here? You were here for 39 games in 2019, but how far away does that feel? Gosh, honestly, it feels like a decade, but... Um, honestly, it was only what two years. Yeah. So not even. Yeah, not even two years. Um, but it's it's nice to be back and in uniform. So. What was the last year like for you? And, and tell us kind of what you did and, and uh, where you were, what you how you stayed in shape. Yeah. So um, I didn't end up getting put on the alt site team in 20, 2020 um, for the the COVID the new regulations yeah. and all that. Um, so I kind of just went back to the drawing board um, you know tried to get my body in the best shape that I could um, started working on uh, new not new but I guess trying to revamp the swing a little bit mm -hmm. um, to get some extra power in there extra thump in the bat and um, kind of just 
go with the flow and, and see what happened. Um, and, you know, just kind of visited with the family a little bit. So, sure. so that, that was actually kind of nice. That was one of the pluses of, of COVID. I got to, you know, be with the family for a longer uh, period of time. It's a plus for a lot of us, I think. Yeah, so um, that was nice. Tell us about the revamping of the swing and, and what, what led you to to want to do that. Yeah, it, it was um, in the past I've had like an, an issue with um, coming uh, across the zone a little bit and I kind of just wanted to work more through the zone um, and just be able to stay on pitches longer and uh, um, that, that kind of would help me with off speed and um, just to get that extra power that, that mm -hmm. I'm trying to look for. What, so you were in a unique situation last year where you weren't on the alt the alt side team. So mentally, what was that like uh, trying to figure out if you were going to be placed somewhere and, and then taking it from there? Yeah, so it's a unique situation. Yeah, they they had told me, um, you know, I, I I was in the talks of getting put on the alt side team. Unfortunately, I, I wasn't. Um, so, but th they did tell me to stay ready and. Obviously, the call, ne it, it never did come, but it didn't change what I was trying to do. Mm -hmm. And that was just to stay as prepared as I could, um, just for whenever um, the call did come. And whether that was this year, in sure. 2021, you know, it's, it's okay. Interesting times. Uh, I'm going to take you back to 2019 on this field. You had a game. I called the game. I was filling in for Ryan Radke. You had two uh, very similar diving catches in the same game. I'm sure you remember those. Yep. Uh, can you uh, can you take us back to those catches? They wound up on SportsCenter's top ten. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, honestly, being in the right spot at the right time, uh, coaches, I, you know, they put me in a, in a good spot in the outfield, and I kind of just, you know, let my legs do the work, and you know, on, on those catches, you don't really think that you're going to catch them, but it's just like, I'm going to throw my body as far as I can after this ball. I just hope it ends up in the glove. I mean, come on. You grow up dreaming to have maybe one of those catches in your career. You had two in the same game. That had to be pretty fun just to, just to execute them both. Yeah, it, them it, it definitely was nice to um, get both those under my belt. But those, those catches, you, you kind of just – hope that it ends up in your glove and it did that night that's pretty remarkable uh, I want to take you back on the field again in 2019 here because you also hit 357 with Reno um, what was the reason uh, if you can put your finger on one for the success you had while you were here at AAA um, it was you know I, I, I kind of overthink and overanalyze sometimes and uh, the coaching staff just kind of had me you know just clear my head and come out and execute the game plan that I was trying to execute and keep the approach and the swing simple. Um, and I definitely believe that that had success then and that's kind of what I'm trying to bring um, to the games this year as well. I know we're a couple of years removed from that, like we said, but having had that experience and gotten your feet wet here in 2019, does that kind of give you a base of confidence coming into this season here? This yeah, level? definitely. Um, you know, every level that you, you go up, it, it's kind of that you get kind of anxious, you know, is this level, am I going to be able to compete? Um, how am I going to do? Are these people going to overmatch me? Um, but again, having the success that I had back in 2019, it just kind of goes to show you if you just put in the work, you know, sure. things things will happen and, and you, you can't be successful. I know you don't want to overanalyze, but do you have any goals coming into this season? Oh, gosh. Um, honestly, no 
like statistical. Uh, actually, I do. Um, I would like to steal. Um, I, 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 I would I would like to steal forty to fifty bases this year. I love I love the honesty when it comes out because I ask this question all the time and most guys are like, oh, you know, I'm just gonna take it day by day. I love it, yeah. man. How, so how many are you looking for? I'm, uh, you know, fifty's a stretch, right? Um, but I I think that I can get forty to fifty bags this year, um, and then from the from the plate perspective. I don't really have any statistical. You don't want to hit 357 again? I mean, I would, but I, I would I would love to just have good at-bats with um, a lot of barrels, you know, just kind of looking for that solid contact and not, not wasting at-bats. Sure. We're looking forward to watching you pursue those goals, man. Welcome back to Reno. But yeah, I appreciate it. It's good to be back. Ben Deluzio has got goals this year, folks. I'm a proud Reno transplant. Uh, the first time that I set foot in Reno actually was opening day 2013, and that was the day that I came to interview for a job with the Reno Aces. I think about what a what a friendly community this is. Um, you know, I came in um, and was was welcomed. Um, people people were were uh, very open with me, and and when I say open, I, they were open in the in the best ways. They told me what was good. They told me what might not be great that we could do better. Um, but they, but I was given a chance. What Reno is now is this incredibly vibrant, live, work, play, outdoor community. There are things to do in all parts of the community. Uh, our downtown, we have a river running through it. If we're lucky, you're lucky enough to live in a city with a river in downtown. It's spectacular, everything that that brings off of it. Um, we're the smallest uh, smallest community that has AAA baseball, and I feel like that's a source of pride. Biggest Little City is a, is a source of pride in that we can accomplish anything that the big cities can do, but we're gonna do it in a way that's a little bit more friendly and more inclusive. Creating the, the, the BLC Biggest Little City brand, we wanted to create something that connected to our community beyond baseball. It's about uniting our baseball team to a community. And so uh, we, we want this to be something that, um, that, that our community rallies around, that they support, um, and that also brings baseball players from diverse backgrounds all over the world um, and sort of marks them as ours. When they wear that BLC hat, they now become part of Reno, part of Northern Nevada's um, culture and heritage and history, and we get to support those players, you know, as they move through to the major leagues, and they'll always have the BLC in them. All right, Greater Nevada Fields uh, is right behind us, uh, and I'm here with the maintainer, the keeper of Greater Nevada Field, the actual field, Leah Withrow. How are you? Good, how are you? I'm wonderful. Um, We've done a couple of these interviews and we've selected this spot because the beautiful field is in the background and it, it really does look uh, as beautiful in person as it probably does on camera. So congratulations on, on getting this field in, in the shape that it is right now. Um, you are, you're in your first season as the head groundskeeper, but you've been here for a few years. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your journey getting here and then staying here to the point where you're now in charge? Uh, sure. So when I was going to school for turf grass management, I needed a couple internships to graduate for credits. And I wanted to come home during the summer, and obviously the Aces were my hometown team. Mm -hmm. So I 
reached out to that head groundskeeper at the time and was able to secure an internship that summer, which was awesome. And I learned so much from him and he had been here. He was the original groundskeeper when the park opened and is still a really good friend of mine. And then uh, I interned for the Brewers for a summer, came back to Reno the following summer as a seasonal assistant uh, under a new head groundskeeper and also with the inaugural season of soccer. I got to see how baseball and soccer mm -hmm. both cohabited, which was very interesting. And then um, graduated college, got a job out of college that I wasn't super into. And then Joe, uh, who I had interned with before, had a, a full-time assistant open. I was like, heck yeah, I want to come, and so I did. And then slowly, over the last three years, have been from a full-time assistant to a co-manager to now head groundskeeper. That's an amazing story. Um, the the field, uh, you completely redid it. What what prompted that, um, and what was the process like? I know a lot of people followed it on social media and the step by step, but what what prompted? whoever was it your decision or was it the team's decision to get the new field uh the new field had been talked about for a few years um just like any field 10 to 12 years is about the lifespan mm -hmm. of, a, of a natural grass surface and we had definitely used every bit of those 12 years especially with adding soccer and baseball and other events there was so much happening on the field all the time that it had started to show its age and everybody kind of knew that and then after that 2020 soccer season we had some field issues and uh, that was the deciding factor and then we pulled the trigger on it and there was a lot of layers and a lot of different steps that had to happen to get to this point but i am more than thrilled with how it turned out we completely redid our root zone so it's all fresh sand underneath that grass it's about 10 inches of USGA sand, which is a well-draining sand. It can't compact very easily. And then it's 100% Kentucky bluegrass on top of it. It's a heat and drought tolerant Kentucky bluegrass, so I think it'll fare well in our hot Reno summers. Uh, but it would also survive those colder winters that we sometimes get. And then brand new Major League Baseball style infield, which means it's a 0% grade infield and infield dirt as well as the new mound and the new plate. I don't know if it's because I haven't been to like a, a professional ballpark in over like a year and a half, but I can't stop looking at the field. Like it really does look that that amazing. Um, the warn can you take us through the warning track too? Is that like softer than it used to be? Um, so we did. So it was about three inches low, um, five inches low in some spots. So we basically had to bring in about twenty tons of brand new warning track material. Twenty just, tons? Yes, just to level everything back out. God. Yep, because five inches across two and a half acres is, is a lot. That's so. wild. Um, I'd imagine for someone who went to school to do turf management, it, it might be a dream project to, to redo a field like this. Would, would that be accurate? Yes. Uh, there are some groundskeepers that go their entire career without doing a field renovation to this magnitude. Um, so to have done it at 25 in being a head groundskeeper for five seconds was amazing and obviously nerve-wracking and stressful but I couldn't be happier with how it turned out I had all the right people on my side and helped building the entire thing so I am very thrilled to see the Aces play on it this year how daunting was it on day one for you to see basically this whole field gone it's um, 
Well, the first day they brought a semi-truck out into center field and we're unloading equipment and that stresses me out because I don't even like people walking on it. And then there's a 18-wheeler on the field. I was stressed and I was like, you know what? We're tearing it out. It's fine. And then as it started coming out and more and more grass started coming out, more and more dirt started coming out, I was like, holy crap, this is real. Like, this is a giant sandbox that's somehow going to turn into a baseball field and I can't believe how fast it came back together. Can you just tell us, lastly, about the, the measure of pride when you look out there right now, what this thing looks like and, and how just emerald green and sparkling it is, like how that makes you feel? Uh, very good, because I've put a lot of long hours and a lot of time into it, and it means a lot that you can visually see all that work that I put into it, and it's such a great compliment to have staff notice a difference from the old field. Like, it is noticeably different, and have players come out yesterday their first day in Reno and they're FaceTiming family or friends and they're like look where I get to play this year like this is a yeah. legit major league facility and the coaches are taking pictures and everyone's really excited about it so that makes me feel like all the last four months have been worth something hell of a job thank, Th you. thank you for the view I'm going to have all summer I appreciate you, you. are welcome <laughs> Leo Withrow has this awesome feel looking great behind us Thanks for listening to this week's episode, Aceball fans. If you want to join us here at Greater Nevada Field, tickets will be available at renoaces.com. And don't forget, the next podcast comes out in two weeks when the Aces return home on Wednesday.